This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov slash MCTV. We hope you enjoy the following presentation. My name is Pam Hall and this is Earth News. Today's guest is Pat Race. And Pat is an organizer for the Climate Stick and involved with the 350. He's an industrial engineer and president of FBE Associates in Incorporated, a company that creates and supports software for the precast concrete industry. He lives in Bay City, Michigan. And Pat, I'm going to start with, uh, what is the reason for the climate stick? Most people don't want to talk about climate change. Even though we've gone from 40% to almost 80% of people being concerned about it, they don't like to talk about it for a variety of reasons that we might go into later. But the climate stick is designed to help a person have a conversation about climate change with the science right in front of them so they can tell their own story and have the science, avail science available to them so that they can make a coherent discussion around some aspect of climate change that's important to them. Okay, so who supports the climate stick? Well, we, we have a variety of people in different roles that support it. Mostly it's grassroots uh, individuals who became so uh, concerned about climate change that they wanted to do something and they came to us through a variety of ways. We have uh, uh, one U.S. Senator and two Congress people who support us. Um, we have several um, well-known scientists uh, Dr. Michael Mann, uh, Bill McKibben, we have uh, famous actors and celebrities like Michael Moore or uh, Ed Bagley Jr. And we essentially uh, are attempting to get millions of people to use the climate stick as the peace symbol was used uh, in uh, bringing people to um, be mobilized against the war in Vietnam and other activities that uh, made them very concerned about the issue of peace. What is the climate stick made of? Well, as you can see, I've got several climate sticks here. The two main ones are wood. This is a version of the climate stick that high school students paint. So it's just paint on wood. This is basically a plant-based material uh, that's printed on 3D printers. And when we took 20,000 to Washington, or excuse me, to New York in 2014, this one was made of plastic. We couldn't get something made that wasn't plastic then, but this is 
We still have about 4,000 of these left, and so we give them out to people who want to put them on the keychains. But the dominant way it's going to be delivered in the future is either as plant-based material or as wood that's painted by high school students. Okay. So um, how did the climate stick come into existence? Well, I was one of the people who formed the Lone Tree Council in 1978, and we opposed the Midland Nuke Plant. And the Lone Tree Council continued to play a, a role in environmental things up until the present. People may not remember or know that Bush and Cheney had as their solution to our need for energy 150 new coal plants. And one of those coal plants was to be put at the mouth of the Saginaw River where there were already two coal plants. And so there was a lot of agitation in the Bay City area about this third coal plant. And because I uh, was involved in environmental things and talked to people, I ended up with 72 slides on my PowerPoint presentation to explain not only what was wrong with the coal plant, but what solar energy was, what wind was. Uh, a whole lot of things went into explaining to people what was going on. And I got invited to make a presentation to a Methodist Sunday school class, and I said, I can't take 72 slides to a Sunday school class. What can I do? So I painted, or I took a piece of two by four, put some black marks on it, some green tape, and put the information that was in an article that Bill McKibben had put in Rolling Stone that I never could use the image that he provided very successfully. So I made up this stick, I took it to the Sunday school class, and the kids seemed to get it. And I was supposed to go and did go to a Bay County Commission meeting two weeks later where they were discussing this coal plant. And so I decided to add some color and so the color that I added was obviously a stop sign of, or rather the traffic light of green, yellow, and red with black for carbon. And so that's how I represented the various parts of CO2 that have been in the atmosphere. And that's how the climate stick itself got generated. And then at a meeting, a local activist from Midland, when I was wearing one that was about this size, so I could keep my hands free and discuss the science, etc., said, if you make a pendant, I'll wear it. And so I gave a person who's an arts and crafts person some clay, and I said, can you make up some models of what this will look like? He made up five of them. We showed them to a rolling focus group of women in Bay City and Saginaw, and they came up with the fact that this is what the size should be. And so we made uh, one of these of plastic, and then uh, another long story I'm not going to go into, but we couldn't get them manufactured for a large demonstration in New York uh, in September of 2014. So we were able to produce 20,000 of these, and we had them out on the streets of New York, uh, walked along with Bill McKibben for a little bit uh, during that activity. and. Uh, to, I, I wanted to um, patent it because I didn't want what happened to the peace symbol to happen to uh, the climate stick. And what happened to the peace symbol was, after a couple years, it was out and no one could patent it or trademark it. And so uh, all the money that's generated by sales of peace uh, symbol material either goes to jewelry manufacturers or apparel manufacturers, and none of the money goes to uh, activities that promote peace. 
So I, I had that in the back of my mind when she said it should be a pendant, and so I did the research that led me to understanding what happened to the peace symbol, and I wanted to get a patent, but unfortunately after two and a half years of fighting with the patent office, I finally had to go to a lawyer, and a local Midland lawyer uh, basically said, you need a trademark, and so we got a trademark, and this is trademarked so that when it becomes the equivalent of the peace symbol, and people buy things in Costco and Walmart and pennies that have the climate stick on it, that money will go to educating about climate change and not go just to the manufacturers. Well, shout out to Carol Walker. Thank you for, for inspiring Pat for that. Um, so what is the highest number of people in an audience to see the climate st stick so far? Uh, I believe about 400, maybe 380. We did one of the Ollie presentations uh, at Saginaw Valley, and we, uh, Peter uh, Sinclair and I and Jim Chrisman uh, did a presentation, and we think there were like 380 people in that audience. Um, we've given, we gave out 280 at a gay pride event in Bay City where that many people actually signed up to support it, and that's the most number who at one particular event signed up to be supporters. Right, that was awesome, I was there. What is the cone of silence? Well, basically, most people have a hard time with that first speech they have to give when they're in high school. And they are, most people are uncomfortable speaking in front of groups or speaking about things that are unpleasant. And there's a lot of things that are unpleasant about climate change. Uh, the science has been polluted by the fossil fuel industry, so you never know what's true and what's not if you listen to Fox News. Um, it's a complicated subject. It, it, it involves almost every aspect of human activity because to use the climate stick for a moment, 12,000 years ago, there were 4 million people on the planet. In 1804, there were 1 billion. Even though we grew that many people in that period of time, the amount of CO2 in the atmosphere did not change. It averaged 275 parts per million. But between 1804 and now, we went from 1 billion people to 7.7 .7 billion people, and we put this additional carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. The yellow line represents 350 parts per million, which is the most that could be in the atmosphere to have the climate that I grew up in. But if you're under 30 years old, you've never seen that climate, and you will never see it again. When Bill McKibben wrote his first book in 1989 called The End of Nature, that presented to the general public the problem with climate change, he said, I know it's going to get warmer because of the CO2, but I don't exactly know what it's gonna look like. All of you know what it's gonna look like now. You know about glaciers being almost gone. You know about sea level rise. You know about droughts and rains and crazy weather. All of that has come from the addition of CO2 from human activity. So while CO2 was great for us, that's how we went from 1 billion people to 7.7. There's an undercurrent that people knew about for a long time that eventually would catch up to us. So at the present time, which is right at this line between the yellow and the black, this is where we are now, 1,414 parts per million is the what the amount was in April when we usually uh, established the number for a year, con contrasting that with 275 parts per million, which was the normal for our climate. So we're already in a lot of trouble, and in some places people are dying every day because of the effects of climate change. 
but the future is even worse. This is a teaching climate stick. It's not the same one as we, which we pass out because uh, when you get a trademark, you have to keep it the same unless you go through the $2,300 process is to change it. So, but where teaching ones have the, this area as gray, that's how much more carbon dioxide the fossil fuel industry is going to put in the atmosphere. This is what they say to their investors and to governments. We're going to burn so much coal, oil, and coal, oil, and natural gas that this much more is going to go in the atmosphere. And the climate scientists say if we burn 25% of that, we're extinct. We're history. We don't know if this is 20 years from now, 60 years from now, 15 years from now, but we do know if we don't stop burning carbon, that's what's going to happen to our species and all higher forms of life. So that's the story of the climate stick, and that's what we hope people can learn for relatively small amounts of information. Good CO2, harmful CO2, a future that is bleak unless we stop it. And then we use the, peop ooh, the people telling their own climate stories to break the cone of silence. So the cone of silence is the reluctance of people to talk about it. But if you're wearing this, some people will ask you about it. And, other, and often it, people say to me, thank you so much for this. I never knew how to talk about it well, but I'm going to use it. And on our website, there are five or six pages that help you expand and understand how to tell your own climate story. I just ran into a woman in Detroit on Sunday who said, I took the climate stick and I used it as a basis for a book report and it was really great and they liked it. So if you talk about climate change and fundamentally for average people, that's what they can do about climate change. They can talk about it. Politicians, scientists, engineers, business people all have roles to play in their own domains about getting us off the burning of carbon and onto internal, uh, onto sustainable forms of energy. But everyday people just have to talk about it. And if you go to our website and you can just Google for Climate Stick and get there, or on the back of cards we hand out, there's a, a URL or a average, uh, an address that you can go to to get to the website. Everything I say is on there with much uh, better uh, explanation materials and you can order or print uh, uh, the, um, I believe we're going to show a picture of the uh, materials that's on the website somewhere uh, when we're done with this talking part, and you'll be able to see and, and download those for your own uh, education. Right, that's going to be attached uh, to the end of, okay. of the segment where, where the credits roll okay. and, and then they can go and click on that. Okay. Um, so what's the sustainability stool? Well, in order to help people uh, create their own climate story, they start out with the science that's here. Mm -hmm. But there's sometimes a debate about can an individual with how they make choices about how they live their life really affect climate change or does it have to be just big deals in politics? And the sustainability stool was created so that people can understand that both the things they do individually with their homes and their driving can make their climate story even stronger. So uh, in corporate America, the stool, three-legged stool is often used to uh, help get the idea across there's, there's three things that must happen. So in the sustainability stool, the first one is 
learning how to tell your own climate story. The second leg is examining your life and seeing what your carbon footprint is like. And most people do that pretty regularly around transportation. They want to get cars with good gas mileage or get electric vehicles. They do it around their homes with wanting to insulate, etc. But there's two, there's two ways that people don't think about it, or many people don't think about it, one of which is the food they eat. The more you go to a plant-based diet, the less carbon footprint there is associated with what you eat. If you go to chicken from beef, you reduce your carbon footprint by eight times. You have to understand how much water and how much energy goes into production of the food you eat. And the more you are eating plants, the less you are causing carbon dioxide to go in the atmosphere. So uh, the sustainability stool points that out. And it also points out the fact that we Americans just get too much stuff. When I talk to certain kinds of women, I say, if you have 12 pairs of shoes, you don't need any more shoes. And if you are a grandparent, buying plastic toys for your grandchildren, it's like you're shooting a bullet at them that's going to hit them in 20 years when the, we reach this point right here, whoa, when we reach this point right here where we, we put 25% more of the future carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and we are no longer viable for producing food. So there's a huge problem ahead of us. Many people understand it, but they don't really know what to do about it. And we recommend you get a climate stick, you learn how to tell your own climate story, and then you tell it. And you tell it to your friends and your neighbors, but you also tell it to your city commissioner, your county commissioner, your state rep, your congressman, your senator. And if we have a president who would listen to you, uh, you tell it to that president. So the climate stick is a way to get the grassroots people moving around climate change. Okay. okay. How how can I donate to the Climate Stick project? If you go, if you go to the website, once again, just uh, uh, Google Climate Stick, um, there's a variety of ways you can donate with a credit card. You can fill out a form, send it in with a check. And if you don't have money, you can just ask for them and we'll send them to you. Okay. What does a Climate Stick cost? Well, this one right here costs us $1.51. And so whenever I order uh, 2,000 of them, I have to send a check for $3,000. These uh, so far are uh, almost, uh, don't cost anything. I suppose you can buy the wood if you don't have so, but you, it doesn't need to be rectangular like this. It can be a dollar, it can be anything. And you can paint your own with approximately this amount of stuff. So, and, and we hope that people who are affluent can send us a $60 donation with their credit card and we'll send them a dozen climate sticks and then they can uh, talk to people about it and continue the activity. And for those that who aren't, I saw some ladies making um, the climate stick out of beads for right. earrings. Well, <laughs> we have uh, patented, or excuse me, we have trademarked the climate stick so then when it, so that when it's a mass item mm -hmm. and it's in stores, mm -hmm. the money that's generated there goes to continuing education. But mm -hmm. for individual people, any way you want to make a climate stick, we're happy with. You can either just measure one that's here or on, on the website and create your own. Uh, so we have various forms of earrings that individuals make and we do make this into uh, earrings. Um, recently there was a Bernie Sanders event in Detroit, 
pictures are on M Live, and you see in the crowd women women who are wearing uh, climate stick earrings mm -hmm. as well as the mm -hmm. necklaces. And can I have one? You have one. Yes, <laughs> I gave thank you one. You. I know. All right. Well, thank you, Pat, for being our guest today on Earth News.
This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website cityofmidlandmi.gov slash MCTV.